right, we're here with uh, the great Devin Goodman again. And, uh, well, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that interview with Larry Elder, but it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, he's such a great guy, and I uh, really wish him best of luck on, on uh, the presidential campaign. At the very least, let's hope that he gets maybe uh, an offer to have a cabinet position or even the vice presidency. I mean, it would be great. Uh, look, I mean, the, the reality is that it's going to be a very tough road to hoe um, to get him to, you know, numbers that will will change significantly. But, you know, it, it is fair to say that uh, in history, it has been very clear that things, dramatic things happen uh, before six months before the election, uh, before things shake up. So we'll see. We'll just have to see. Anyway, uh, there are a lot of topics to talk about today. One is the, uh, you know, about your case, uh, frankly, about how you uh, broke through and you defeated those six sorority sisters. Uh, I think it was Wyoming, yep. uh, where, uh, you know, they, they tried to oust you from the sorority membership. But Devin, you prevailed. That's, I'm very proud of you. You would not let these genderphobic, transphobic, you know what's, uh, stop you from, you know, uh, you know, living your true self. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, good for you, Devin. Good for you. It's <laughs> uh, terrible. It, this 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 creep. He's a creep, right? It's somebody who says, I, I, you know, he's a he's a man. Uh, I mean, if you can call it that, uh, he wants to hang out with women so that he can see them dress, you know, and undress. Uh, and, he, you know, the guy gets a sexual perversion out of it. Um, you know, there have been indications that he got erections while he's watching these women. Who knows if it's true? But it doesn't matter that the fact is that these these women, these sorority sisters, you know, sought legal help. They, they're, they're obviously uncomfortable. What, what's up with it when they, they think that somehow, uh, you know, these girls have to deal with it? They just have to suck it up. Uh, their feelings matter not at all. All that matters is the one trans guy who, you know, whether or not he feels comfortable and he wants to live his true self. That's such crap. You know, and, and again, where are the feminists, right? They couldn't care less. Um, I, I think it was Matt Walsh who said, you know, and I think it's, he's right, that they spend so much time wanting to be like men, then they're surprised when the men want to be like women, uh, you know, what's what's the problem here? <clears throat> so uh, it's the evisceration of the distinction between women and men. They they don't celebrate women's true identity, the, the, the woman's true womanhood, which is to nurture, to see the sensitive side of things, to to pursue the aesthetic, to want to be a mom, to, to give birth to babies, uh, to to take care of the house sometimes. So, you know, it, that's not to say that you're not allowed to work. Nobody's saying that. But... Let, let's face it, okay, men like to protect, women like to nurture, okay, that, that's just the reality. And women like men that like to, that who like to protect, and men like women who, who like to nurture. We don't, we don't, we don't look for, for wives who, who are protectors. We look for women who are soft and feminine and nurturing. It's a good thing. It's not a weak, it's not a lesser thing. And likewise, you know, I don't think a woman wants a man who wants who's nurturing and soft. They want at the end of the day, they want somebody who's tough and who provides as well for that matter. So it's all nonsense. Yeah. So this thing is is really it, it really rubs me the wrong way. It's a really awful thing that it, it divides the the whole concept of a man and woman. It's uh, 
these sorority girls think that they're going to be hanging out with other girls and they have to pretend along with this guy, this, that they have to lean into his psychosis. That's what it is. Um, anyway. No, exactly. And I think you hit upon a point that is really important that I don't think they discuss enough is, yes, it's bad for the women to have to deal with that. But I could not imagine being the father of one of those girls. And it would have two distinctions. One would blinding rage and you want to kill them. It's wrong, but you would want to. And the ones I'm the most worried about is the ones who accept it. And that's, you can't, you want to protect your daughter. You want to make sure, like childhood and you're still in college, you're still really innocent, is such a short time. And it's so precious. And the longer you can keep your innocence to, you know, like in adulthood when you're 30, okay, you're just, you know, an idiot. But like, let an 18-year-old see the world like an 18-year-old. Yeah. Well, okay, that's, that's very fair. But I mean, technically speaking, an 18-year-old is, yeah. is an 18-year-old and there's 19-year-olds and so on. Um, I mean, they're not quite children, right? I mean, they, at this point, they may have had sex already. They've, you know, they probably have, you know, these days. But, you know, it's, it's just not right. You, you have this experience, sororities. You want to be with the girls. Boys want, boys want to be with the boys. Um, and, and look, you know, you don't see the situation where a woman wants to be with fraternity brothers. You know, the risk is very high for her. Uh, and it's all wrong. Everything about it is wrong. And it's... Uh, it's a, sad, it's a sad state of affairs. And the judge, uh, of course, you know, you know, went the way of the transgender asshole uh, who you know, is so selfish, so self-absorbed. I couldn't care less about the feelings of others. Like, why would you want to be with people that don't want you around them? Right. You you will. You must have me in this group and, and you'll come to love me. That's like that's like forcing somebody to marry you. Right. And say, uh, well, tough luck. You have to love me and you have to have, make love to me. And uh, we have to have children together. Like, no, I, I don't have to associate with you. But why, why do they force? That's what it is. It's a forced marriage, isn't it? Yeah. Think about it that way. You know, it's, it's, it's a marriage among many different people, of course. But they, they're forcing this membership. They don't want this this guy to be among them. Anyway, I, I don't want to drill down too much on this, uh, you know, because it's... it's uh, Side story, anyway. We're just joking around about you, Devin Goodman, being At the one. I got it, yes, yeah. that's right. You, you got your way, Devin Goodman. Uh, but there, there are many other stories, and I, I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Trump indictments and the mugshot, of course, a very, very big deal. Um, then I want to talk about the Oregon uh, voters behind repealing the law that decriminalized the drugs, which is very funny. Uh, and then finally. Uh, if we have time, California is suing the school district for policy notifying parents of changes to their child's uh, gender identity. <laughs> Just it's unbelievable these things that are going on. Uh, you know, so many of the stories relate to the uh, LGBT issue, right? There's there's very little else that seems to be going on. It's it's a destruction. It's a devastation. Okay, so look, let's talk about this uh, mugshot stuff. Let's let's make this very clear. Uh, this is a distraction. Every time Biden gets himself in hot water, there, here comes another indictment. You know, look at the monkey, look at the monkey. That's the idea, meaning the monkey being another indictment so that the press gets all hot and bothered by, oh, look at this, an indictment. Wow, that must mean something. As if somehow an indictment, you know, comes from on high, you know, some like the, the oracles or the, the Delphi, you know, from, from some mountain, mountain Olympus, and it's been decided by the gods, you know. No, it, it's some schmuck 
who decides it. Okay, and guess what political party that that schmuck belongs to? I I'm telling I, TikTok. Okay, you take a chin. Yeah, you're rubbing your chin. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Starts with a D. All right. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. So and and then they're all impressed with themselves that they, they anyone can indict anybody. It's easy. You know, it doesn't mean that you have a case, but you can indict him. And then they, it makes it, you know, they, 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 all these Democrat, you know, uh, followers on MSNBC and CNN, they're nodding their heads and saying, wow, that's, whew, this is serious. This is uh, about time. A lot of them hate Trump that much. Never mind whether or not it's, you know, it's politically motivated or otherwise. Never mind if it's a distraction. But they really believe this crap. They say, like, you know, I talked to a, very, a good liberal friend of mine. And uh, I said, you, you know that none of these indictments will, will turn into convictions. It's, it's absurd. It's a circus. I mean, I can go one by one. It's, it's so easy to, to dismantle these. And he said, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that all of them will stick. You know, maybe one of them won't, but, uh, you know, I, I think he, he's going to go to jail. It, like, and I'm a lawyer. I, I know this stuff, okay? It's not going to happen. It can't happen. It's it's First Amendment issue on the uh, January 6th issue. Uh, there's, you, you cannot possibly say that when Trump said, go find the votes, the 11,000 or so votes, that that somehow means go manufacture the votes. I mean, that would be one thing. Even if he did, even if he did say that, go manufacture the votes, that, that's not, that's not even a crime. You know, like go find, but he said, go find them, which means they haven't been counted. Go find those votes that haven't been counted because we're, we're running up against the deadline and we don't want those votes not to be counted. And I want to get my my votes counted, right? And there's no other way to look. But but beyond a reasonable doubt in a criminal case, come on, you think you think that's beyond a reasonable doubt? No, but even if even if somehow we are convicted by twelve angry Democrats, okay, staunch leftists who hate him for every reason under the sun, it could still be appealed and it would be reversed. Because there's no way an appellate court would say that's beyond a reasonable doubt. You cannot, a reasonable jury could not find, make that conclusion. Okay, that's, that's uh, you know, and, and the two other ones, they're, they're even less, lesser um, uh, impact. I don't want to get into those. But he goes into the mugshot situation, right? And it's at Fulton County Jail. And they decide that they're going to do this mugshot. But, you know, why mugshot? Like, the, the whole purpose of a mugshot is to enable people to identify potential criminals later on, right? Because, you know, Johnny Nobody, uh, you know, commits an alleged crime and they mugshot him. And then, so that way, you know, later on, five years later, somebody, you know, uh, experiences a theft from somebody who matches that description and and she or he can say, yeah, that's the guy, Johnny Nobody right there. But, But Trump, really? Was that necessary? Really? Come on. Come on. It was, it was designed to humiliate. And that's the, that's the only purpose of this. Now, what these, and then, then to, uh, to top it off, these prosecutors, they want their day in glory, not the day in court, but the day in glory where they get to say, I indicted this guy. And it's so funny, like nothing has ever stuck when it comes to Trump, right? You can say that the, uh, he settled this case with, uh, what's her name, Stormy Daniels, and, but he got a defamation case against her, and it, he won attorney's fees against her. There's, there's a Trump University thing, that, but he settled these things out. It doesn't mean that he's guilty. I, you know, we're lawyers uh, in this firm, and you, know, you settle cases for many different reasons, uh, most of which are it's just not worth pursuing. 
Uh, we don't want to take the risk of an adverse result. We're not admitting guilt. That's the way it works. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bogus cases out there. And, and these four indictments are all bogus cases. All right. So to, to point out one more thing about this. Uh, we talked about the indictments and anyone can indict anybody. That, that's, that's an obvious thing. But they just want to go after him. It's, nothing has stuck. And I, I just can't wait for yet again for Donald Trump to get up off of the Acme weight thing <laughs> and say, beep, beep. <laughs> and, and the roadrunner, you know, which is more or less all the Democrats combined, you know, so frustrated because, again, they couldn't get him. But then they forget, you know, they forget the Russian collusion thing. They forget all the other efforts that, that, that try to destroy him. And they, they just can't get him because they don't have anything. He's a clean man. Okay? I mean, it's, it's really remarkable considering his billionaire status that he doesn't have real dirt on him. Yeah, the Trump University thing. Okay, it's not the best. But it's not as if he had a hand in it and said, let's defraud these people so we can get $10,000 here and there. Really? You think that that's what Trump was doing? No. It, it, look, the worst you could say is that Trump did not oversee it as best as he could. Okay? But that doesn't mean that he himself is nickel and diming people for $10,000 here and there. This man is a billionaire. You think he cares about Trump University? Really? That's your thing? Gosh. And then, and then the Stormy Daniels thing, you know, the hush money and all that. That's garbage, too. That's garbage. They settled it because they settled it because she was, uh, you know, a nothing player. She, he wanted to quiet uh, the whole affair thing. You don't like affairs? Okay, yeah. Get, well, talk to Bill Clinton about that, okay? Yeah. Every, every, so th this is not what it's about. We all know that. And, and when Bill Clinton was doing it, they said, men cheat. What's the big deal? It's nothing to do with his presidency. Right. But somehow when Trump does it, then, then, it's, then, they're, then they're all like uh, clutching their pearls <laughs> and they're suddenly... Uh, great Puritans, you know, from that just came off the Mayflower, right? I mean, it's it's it's, it's amazing, uh, but but really, he's 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 the roadrunner. At yeah. the end of the day, uh, uh, Trump. Uh, I would like to. I think I would like to title this Trump the Roadrunner, but I don't know. I, we'll, we'll we'll figure something else out. Uh, but you, but you have thoughts about this too? Exactly. And what I think is just if you have the shoe on the other foot, where Fannie Willis, I think that's her name, the prosecutor. I'll put money on it. She's going to be a professor at Harvard. She's going to be a law professor. And if any conservative DA ever decides to indict any, like Biden, Clinton, and they all deserve it, they'll lose their bar license in a second. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. Gosh, I didn't think about that. Um, you know, I, I think that... Uh, this this uh, this Willis woman, she she really it's all about her at the end of the day because they want to move this case to federal court because it is a federal court issue, uh, especially for uh, Mark Meadows, uh, who was acting uh, as as is just in his capacity as a federal agent. So I, I, th I think it's a state it's it, yes it's a state court issue as to Trump or it can be, but she wants it all in because that way she gets to control it all right. God forbid it might, you know, go away from her and go to a reasonable jury or perhaps a judge that might see things objectively, right? Now, she gets to control it this way, and she really wants it. She wants to own this. Um, and it's, it's disgusting. Uh, look, they also had um, all these news commentators talk about, and they were giddy about how notorious this Fulton County uh, jail was and how just awful it was. And gosh golly, isn't this just a terrible thing? 
uh, for for Trump to go through, and, but they were they were thrilled. You could see it in the smiles on their face and the and the lilt in their voice. This was good stuff, you know. This Trump guy, he's you know he's he's going to get some. Maybe he'll even be killed. Yeah, because fifteen prisoners were killed, I think, in the past five years or something like that, and uh, deplorable conditions. But but boy, that's awesome. They didn't even say like maybe we should really think about the, the deplorable conditions and it's not right for these prisoners. No, no. It's, it's like, it's a good thing, you know, good that he's going to go to deplorable conditions and, and they just can't wait. They're, they're, it's pathetic when you think about it and the, the, the indictments are wrong. There are true distractions. And meanwhile, Biden, uh, with the classified documents situation and the corruption and everything else are far worse than anything, uh, Trump, you could ever, uh, you know, Trump up, pardon the expression, uh, you know, these, these indictments are, are nothing. But we've got some real, real issues. What, what's the Christian expression? How can you complain about the speck in my eye when, when you can't see the log in your own? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. which I always liked a lot, even though I'm not Christian. I, I really do quote sometimes from, from very wise things that I hear from the New Testament. That's a good example. I mean, like, like really? You don't see the log in, in Biden's eye, really? <laughs> so obviously they want this. And, and how they square this is a mystery to me. Anyway, look, look, and not only that, but Hillary Clinton herself is uh, very, very excited about about uh, this. Although she professes to be very, you know, um, objective about this, and what a sad day this is. Let's, let's just play this. It's hard to believe. I, I don't feel any satisfaction. I feel great, uh, you know, just just great, profound sadness. Yeah, yeah, F- sadness. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that you are sad. Yeah, that's right. You, when you go to bed, you say, "Wow, I just." Ah, boy, sadness for the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's continue on. That uh, we have a former president who has been indicted uh, for so many uh, charges that went right to the heart of whether or not our democracy would survive. It was pretty Yeah, okay, so that, that is what you, that it goes to the heart of whether our democracy would survive. Okay, you know, when people say that, and now they're saying this in Israel too, by the way, regarding the judicial reform issues, our democracy is at stake. And all you have to say is, how so? What's, what's going on? Uh, is someone robbing you of your right to vote? Is someone telling you to, to not speak? What, what's, what's the deal? Tell me why you think that there's democracy is, is threatened. Well, January 6th and all, they'll say, you know, those people went into the, well, well, first of all, uh, putting aside the very questionable, uh, you know, access to the Capitol, they were invited in and everything else like that. There was a lot of staging going on here, but, but they were just protesting at best. Look, they were trespassing. Sure. But a threat to democracy? No, it was not. Okay. They, they didn't come in with guns. They didn't come in, you know, threatening anybody. Uh, about this. They didn't hold anyone hostage. They didn't demand, you know, at gunpoint uh, to, to count the, the votes the way they wanted them to and so on uh, at Mike Pence at the time. It, it's, I think they're exaggerating quite a bit. But even before this, uh, and in 2022, during the midterms, they said this is a, this is a, referen- a referendum on, on democracy, once again, you know, and, and, and people just kind of, well, if it's democracy in, in, in peril, uh, I better vote against uh, the Republicans, <laughs> I guess, because uh, they, they tell me so. Okay, all right, well, this is the, the time where we're fighting for democracy. How so? Really, just, just tell me. What, are, we, are, we deci- are we asking to disband one of the branches of government? Right? I mean, wh- how? 
What, what, when, what, when did this happen? So same thing with judicial reform in Israel. You ask a lot of Israelis, I, I'm, I'm from Israel. I go to Israel quite a bit. And I talk to a lot of my liberal friends in Israel. Sadly, I have, you know, too many of my relatives are liberal. It's, it's awful. Anyway, also in Israel. And, I, and they say that our democracy is in, uh, in peril because of judicial reform. How, how so? I mean, what, they're simply making the Supreme Court more accountable. And, and it's, it was an incestuous sort of relationship where the, the Supreme Court would vote its own people in. If, if that happened in America, we're changing the rules to go back to, to, to what Israel is doing now, which is that the Supreme Court gets to, to vote in its own Supreme Court nominees, does not give any discretion to the president. You would say that that's not Democrat, Democratic, right? Or Republic, you know, consistent with the Republic. But that's what they do in Israel. And now they're trying to make it more like America, where you, with somebody from the other party, has the prerogative to appoint. I think that's more for democracy than, than what it is now. Now, look, the reality is that they, they like the status quo in Israel and in, in America. And when they see a threat, what they do is they claim that there's a threat to democracy, and whenever you challenge it, just the challenge alone is somehow a threat to democracy. So that's what's happening. So so Trump, you know, exercised his own rights to say, "Look, I'm a, I'm a politician. I have a standing here to say that I think something's wrong here. Arrest that man! Yeah. Right? He's undermining democracy. He's destabilizing democracy. That that was the issue in uh, the January sixth case. You're destabilizing democracy." They're not saying anything about him. Uh, you know, is, they're not saying that he, uh, you know, conspired with any particular January 6th protesters to go in and raid and, and take away the votes and, and, you know, create a fire, for example, like the Reichstag or something like that. They're not saying that. They're simply saying his words were inflammatory and they were destabilizing. Right. Uh, okay. So when he said, go and march patriotically and peacefully, that was destabilizing. Got it, right? But when BLM is encouraged to go out there, you know, despite the COVID restrictions at the time, well, then they, they're they just wonderfully peaceful people. Mostly. Mo mo so, so mostly peaceful. Yeah. So very mostly peaceful. <laughs> you, 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 you're you a criminal for even saying otherwise. Yeah. I mean, really. So, you know, that's, that's the issue there. And I, I think that's if you... If you do a little translator thing, like, what do they mean by it's a threat to democracy? That means it's a threat to their absolute power. And if you question the election like they have every single time they lost, that's a threat to their power. So they have to put you in what like you're not if this happened in any other country, Tony Blinken himself, secretary of state, would go around saying, oh, no, you have to redo it. This is foul. This is foul. You, this is a wrong election. But he's OK with this happening here. It. They used. I remember how one of the main like criticisms they had about Trump was how the international community, how all of Europe looked down on him, had no respect for him. Believe it or not, if you open up any international news, this is not something they are absolutely in favor of the Georgia um, indictment. They they see through it just like most of us do. Yeah. Good. I, I'm, I'm glad that they do it. Look, I mean, the rest of the, the, the world is very concerned of what's happening in America. I think uh, understandably so. These mail-in ballots don't work. Uh, even Jimmy Carter, a uh, Democrat, of course, mm -hmm. along with, uh, I forget his name, uh, it was a Republican. 
Uh, Baker, yeah, yeah. Baker, uh, you know, concluded that mail imbalance were very, uh, very um, imperilous, imperiling of democracy uh, and, and would really threaten democracy altogether. And of course, they're right for, for very obvious reasons. We need some sort of accountability on this and it just, it's just not happening. Um, anyway, the fact that they, you know, whenever someone says everything is perfect, everything's perfect. Uh, you don't have to you look, you know, at, at anything. And this was the most perfect uh, election ever, despite everything that we've seen. Um, then you know that they're hiding something. If they if they were so confident about it, then they would say, by all means, check all the voting that you want. Go ahead, uh, no problem. It's a little bit like if I accused uh, you, Devin, of stealing something from me, right? And you'd say, okay, Barack, you would just like, oh, you're fine. <laughs> the jig is up, Devin. Um, you, you, would, you would say, by all means, Barack, go, please go ahead and check uh, the accounts. You'll see that there's nothing there. If, if you have any questions, please, please ask me. Yeah. And I'm happy to answer any of the questions, but I think you'll feel very concerned. But if you responded by saying, how dare you say that? Um, I, I can't believe it. And you start crying and you just yell off and, and you shut off the computers and you change the password so I can't see it, for example, I'd say I'd, I'd be a little suspicious, right? You got no proof. You got no proof. That's it. Exactly. Uh, very, very strange. But that's what's happening with it. And, and, and not only that, but if, if you do challenge me, I'm going to, I'm going to say that you defame me and go to jail. But, but I think he, but I think he stole the money. I don't care. Go to jail. Yeah. You know, do not pass go. Okay. So that's what's happening in the, uh, in the world of, of Trump. Uh, I, I promised we would get to a couple more issues, and these are very important issues. One is that uh, the Oregon voters are now repealing the law that decriminalized uh, these hard drugs, right? <laughs> like, I didn't even hear about that. Yes, I know. It's a big yeah. deal. It's really funny. And I, it's just very funny. So they're discovering, oh, I guess it's not a good thing to have hard drugs legalized in the, in the world right here. Uh, you know, that, that could be bad. <laughs> and they see, right, did you, have to, did you have to experience the consequences of this? Did, did I have to tell you don't jump off buildings because it might lead to death, right? Yeah. Do, you, you want to try it first yeah. and, then, and then decide? And now they can't get the genie back in the bottle because hard drugs, you know, everyone wants to do hard drugs. How do you tell people that's now illegal again? How do you do that? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like prohibition in reverse, I suppose. But nevertheless, that's, uh, that's what they're doing, that's right? Actually, that's actually really, if you think about it, like they're, they're totally open. Yeah, do all the drugs you want. So more people are indulging, more. And then you say, oh, no, that's illegal. That's kind of, yeah. like, that's like a pusher on the street saying, hey, it'll be free. And like, oh, no, now you have to pay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, but I think that's what's, what's happening. I mean, it's going to be very hard for them to, to uh, reverse their uh, decriminalizing of these drugs. But, but isn't this the way of the Democrat? Isn't this the way of the, the far left, at least, that they, they advance these positions and then they expect great things to happen out of it? And then they realize there are actually consequences to it. Like, I, but, but, you know, the problem is that they don't see the long-term consequences. With, with, with drugs, it's actually fairly quick, right? I mean, the quickest one, we've talked about this before, traffic laws. I yeah. say, like, a, traffic laws, if, if you don't, uh, if the lights are off, the traffic lights, or you, you don't have to observe the, the red lights anymore or stop signs, 
you're going to see some traffic accidents right away. Okay, the, the consequences are immediate. And then they say, okay, you know what? Bad idea. Back with the traffic lights, back with the stop signs, back with the speed limits and so on. But the hard drugs thing, it's a fairly quick response too, right? Okay, you, you legalized drugs. You saw really bad things happening. A lot more theft, a lot more people in the street, a lot more homelessness. It was the, the before and after pictures were, were pretty stark uh, in terms of contrast. And that's why they're now seeking to recriminalize the hard drug use. I got it. What happens though when it's, it's a lot longer? So for example, the idea of uh, gay marriage or that you don't need to have marriage. I'm not talking about criminalizing or not criminalizing, but, but condoning this idea that you can have kids without getting married, right? That that's okay. It's okay to have a kid without a father. Uh, you can just go to sperm bank and, and pop one out yourself as a mama and everything will be great, right? But you don't see it immediately. You don't see, you know, all the crime that's associated with fatherlessness. And you figure your kid will be okay for whatever reason because, you know, you'll you'll teach him or her, you know, both sides of the coin. You'll be mama and papa, as it were. No, you can't be. Uh, male Men and women and girls need a male role model. You don't have to like it, my feminist friends, but it's a reality. It just is a reality. Like men and women are a reality. Fathers are reality. Anyway, they don't see the causation. And uh, so, so the, the, the country is going off the cliff and they, they, just, they don't see, you know, what, what caused it in the first place. Yeah. And just to add to that, like that a child needs a father and what's the long term, they, I, I assure you, they're never going to release the studies because they're going to say, oh, no, we don't track it about what really does happen to a child on average, that's raised by two women who are lesbians or two men who are, you know, gay men in relationships right. with each other. Like, may, it could be the best thing ever. They could be like the highest IQ by 50 points. They could be the most successful, the most happy, or there might be other consequences. Yeah. 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 Well, you know that the, uh, the choice that you have is between uh, two loving gay men yeah. as parents and uh, a heterosexual couple that is abusive and, you know, fails to feed the children at all. That's your choice because that's the way they always present it, it to you. It doesn't accept their life. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. No, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, <laughs> would you rather have, uh, you know, a gay couple that is nice and loving or a abusive uh, heterosexual? Right, okay. That's not the choice, my friend, okay? Yeah. And there are plenty of other, plenty of heterosexual couples that are very nice and loving also, okay? As mm -hmm. if... That's the only choice you have. Abusive heterosexual couple, loving gay couple. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, next, uh, last uh, story I really want to hit. Uh, California sues the school district for its policy notifying parents of changes to their child's gender identity. I'll read a little bit more. This is from CBS. California Attorney General Rob Bonta announced a lawsuit Monday against the Chino Valley Unified School District over its recently adopted policy that requires schools to notify parents if their children change their gender identification or pronouns. I like this Chino Valley place. Yeah. Anyway, Bonta said he filed suit against the district over the policy that mandated this notification, calling it a forced outing of transgender students that violates their civil rights. It tramples on students' rights, Bonta told reporters. Tramples! You could just you could just hear the hoof hoof beats. In fact, there are elephant, you know, hoofs, you know, trampling on these poor students. That's 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 how awful it is. Oh, it's horrible. Okay, yeah. Ter terrible. Look, uh, if if somebody, okay, so there's so many problems with this. 
how I began. Okay, so let's say an administrator or a teacher encourages and is grooming, essentially, a child. Now you want, you want to be a girl. Let me help you be a girl, Johnny. We'll call you Jane. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and says, you know, this is who you are and, and convinces him. You know, people forget the influence, the incredible intimidation, but, but the, the power that a, an adult teacher, an authority yeah. or administrator has and wields upon a child and, and tell him that he's really a girl. I, I really think we, what, what do you say, Johnny? We, we'll, we'll call you her and she when you're at school. You can dress up as you like. And when you go home, we'll, we'll undo all that. You can be Johnny at home, but you really need to be your real self. I, I think you'll be happier, Johnny. You think so, Mrs. Smith? Yeah, I think so. Like, what, how do you guard against that, right? I mean, it, it, in the trampling of rights department, um, how do you protect against that, right? I mean, if you're a parent, you want to know. <laughs> Devin wants to answer that question. How do you guard against it, Devin? Oh, I think there is a book that just came out. I forget the name of the author, but it's an incredible book. It's called Keeping the Kids All Right. And that is one of the guards against it. All right. Oh, man. That, that, that Sorry, was it. I had to do it. I know you don't I, like me plugging other people's I, that, stuff. I appreciate yeah, so, yeah. your uh, shameless <laughs> plug. I, that was great. <laughs> Uh, no, but you know what? You do, that's what you do. I, I do talk to my kids ahead of time and, and say, look, if anyone at a school or any adult or any person tells you, don't tell mom and dad, what's the first thing you do? Tell mom and dad. <laughs> that's what you do. And that's the deal. Okay. And, and, and I say, nobody cares about you like mom and I do. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. If anybody's saying that, they're dangerous people. Okay. Yeah. They can, they can say it with a smile. They can say it nicely and they can give you some ice cream along the way, but it means that they're trying to do something bad to you. Okay. You don't know that yet. You don't realize how, but we do just tell us. Okay. Yeah. You got it, mom and dad. That, that's what they say. And it's great. Uh, so that's, that's of course, one way to handle it. Uh, another way, of course, and, and the key thesis of my book is that you need to talk to your kids as early as possible about the silliness of the, of the idea that you can somehow convert to uh, being a girl if you're a boy and vice versa or anything else like that. It's madness. And you need to show them that it's madness, uh, as well as showing them the madness uh, that somehow randomness and evolution, uh, godless evolution, somehow explains everything that we see here. Yeah, okay, that's madness. Yeah. It, it really is crazy. You, you gotta be crazy to believe that. It's, it is not scientific. Right. Uh, likewise, with global warming, uh, likewise, with America somehow not being a great country, uh, you've got to laugh at that. Are you kidding? This is the best freaking country that history has ever provided. It is. We, we are living in a time of such greatness, uh, like the Johnny Mitchell song says, you know, doesn't don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah. And that's that's true. And don't say, ooh, ba 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 boob. <laughs> you pay paradise, put a parking lot. Anyway, uh, that, that's the way of the world right now. And, and it's, it's scary. It's really scary that, uh, that they do this. Anyway, this Bonta guy, he's suing, you know, let's see how California responds to it and how this judge responds. One, one man is going to make a decision on this. And then it goes through the appellate courts. And uh, unfortunately, I think that Chino State is going to, Chino Valley Unified, rather, is going to uh, unfortunately be told that they that they they don't have to tell their parents, and they were not going to be required to tell the parents about any change in gender. 
And if you're, if you're a parent of a young child, especially in California, you, you got to do something. Yeah. Um, you got to, first of all, get way ahead of it, laugh at it, like I said. Um, if you really are worried that your child might fall victim to this, then get the hell out of California or uh, homeschool your child. You don't have to go send them to public school. And, and homeschooling, if, if you have to stay in California, homeschooling is a lot easier than you think. Okay, just start talking to people, research it, go Google, how do, how do I homeschool? Uh, the resources are fantastic. Uh, you'll, you'll see how easy it is. And then you'll say, wow, why, why didn't I do this sooner? And your kids will grow up probably much more mature and probably be, you know, very, very um, responsible citizens in the other day. I have not yet met a homeschool child that I could say, wow, what a mess, what a mess he is, right? Not, not one. No. Instead, on the contrary, I say, wow, he's so well-behaved, so thoughtful. So he, he makes contact with you all the time. Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like one of the things that I've heard about homeschool, not to get on this tangent so much, is that um, people will say like, oh, what about the socialization? Well, I don't know. Think back to high school and junior high. Did they want you to socialize? <laughs> you couldn't talk to the person next to you. You had like five minutes in between rushing to class. The last thing they ever wanted you to do was socialize. But then, oh, no, homeschool people aren't socializing. Oh, my God. That is a great point. <laughs> that is so true. Don't look over your shoulder. No, no, no. <laughs> don't talk. No, no. I mean, they, they do allow you to go to lunch. But then, and then uh, but lunch has its own problems and everything else. But anyway, look, the point is... Uh, this is madness. You're seeing how people are, they're really trying to destroy the key distinctions of civilization. Uh, it, it's this, you know, it's a drip, 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 and it's a fairly big drip every time. Um, you got to see it. You really got to see the, the big changes coming. If you only look at things that as one day following the next, and, you know, today is not much different than yesterday, and, and tomorrow probably won't be that much different than today. But a year from now, Five years from now, 10 years from now, there'll be big changes, a lot of changes, and they won't be good. Um, among them will be the, there are three things I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, be predicting. Within 10 years, and probably less, you're going to hear a lot of stories of people um, going nude, um, and that'll be okay. Girls going topless, especially in public schools or just randomly out, out in the streets. That's the way it's going to be. Somebody is going to start doing it, and then they'll say, I feel like a man, uh, you know, who, how dare you, yeah. right? The, and, and what will the cop do then, right? Okay, so that, that's going to happen. Second, uh, they're going to encourage homosexuality, okay? Don't knock it till you tried it is going to be the theme. Um, and they're going to say that, you know, anal sex is just as good as heterosexual sex, uh, sorry, as uh, vaginal sex and, and oral sex and all that stuff. You, you got to try it. You got to experiment, my friends. You know, have fun. If it feels good, what's wrong with that? Right. right? That, that's going to be the attitude. You're going to hear a lot more about that. Uh, there's already a little bit of that happening, but only very, anecdot very anecdotally, and it's there. It's, it's a little bit of my book. I describe it. The third thing uh, is there's going to be the demonizing of Christianity. Yeah. the demonizing of it. Okay, now, right now you're not allowed to talk about God, but they're going to be actively talking about how evil Christianity is and how, how Christianity has been a force for evil and that we'll be so much better off without Christianity, in particular Judaism too, of course, anything God-related, but Christianity, you know, they're the main culprit, right? 
Yeah. Uh, and they'll talk about the Crusades and the, uh, the Inquisitions and the priest molestations and everything else. Not that they should care about the priest molestations because after all, that's, that's man love, uh, right. you know, whatever it is, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, minor attracted persons. Right. They're, they're trying to, you know, um, dilute the, the power of that. But at the same time, wanting you to be very angry about, about this. Uh, so, but, but that's another story. They, they're going to try to demonize Christianity. It's going to be toxic. And eventually they're going to, they're going to get to the point where Christians who are there are going to be embarrassed about being Christian. They're going to be, uh, you know, basically in the Alamo. I mean, and then at the end of the day, they're, 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 they will accelerate more and more Christians abandoning Christianity. We're already seeing a dramatic decrease in religious observance and it's going to, it's, it's going to go faster. So, um, at some point, the freedom of religion will mean nothing because there'll be so few people who are actually religious. Uh, on the other hand, and this is a very good thing, the demographics, you know, show the other way that the religious people, the more religious you are, the more likely you are to have a lot of kids. So that's good too. So we'll see how that happens. That's, that's my cause for hope, uh, when it comes to religion. Uh, all right, folks. Well, we've talked a lot today, but, uh, God bless this, uh, Donald Trump, man. He, I really admire the, the, the nerve he has, the, the you know what of steel, yeah. uh, the you know what's of steel that he has apparently, the the backbone that he has, and and he just he doesn't give in, and God bless this man. That that's that's what a man does. He's a real leader, and uh, God willing, uh, I just I hope he protects this man. That's all I can say. All right, folks, Brock Lurie signing off, saying God bless, and we'll talk with you next week.